Marketplace is supported by Putnam Investments, where performance is driven by original fundamental research on a global scale. This is Putnam Today. Produced in association with the University of Southern California. The economy just can't make up its mind whether we're in a recovery. One month, yeah, it looks like housing might be getting better. The next, uh, people stopped buying stuff. When will a trend stay a trend? From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Marketplace is supported by LendingTree, providing up to four loan offers from a network of lenders. Learn more at LendingTree.com or 1-800-555-8733. And by Reputation.com, monitoring, protecting, and improving reputations online while deleting personal data from the Internet. Reputation.com. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Tess Vigland in for Kai Rizdahl. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday. It is the fourth day of May. So if you thought the economy was on the mend, the numbers had another idea today. The service sector grew slowly in April and private payrolls rose less than expected. More signs that the recovery is still in start and stop mode. But as Marketplace's Elisa Roth tells us, some observers think today's headlines are just a few more bumps in the road. ADP, which is a payroll processing company, says the economy only added 179,000 private sector jobs in April. It's about 19,000 fewer than analysts were predicting. The disappointing jobs numbers dovetail with a report from a group that tracks non-manufacturing activity in the U.S. economy. The Institute for Supply Management says the service sector grew at its slowest rate since last summer. Together, the two reports suggest the economy and the recovery are still weak. The higher gasoline prices seem to have knocked back consumer confidence and probably did take a bite out of uh, consumer spending. Stuart Hoffman is chief economist at PNC Financial Services Group. He says bad weather caused slow growth in the first quarter, and it did again in April. Certainly the tornadoes are going to mess up some of the data we've seen in the latter part of April. Uh, Housing, though, perennially is weak. He says these bumps are serious, but they don't pose a long-term threat to growth. Beth Ann Bovino is a senior economist at Standard & Poor's. She says this recovery is taking longer than usual. In the first year after a recession, growth has been more like 5%. In 2010, it was around 3%. And she thinks we're looking at the same for this year. We had been saying overall that this was a half-speed recovery. It's just going to be a little bit slower than even that half-speed. She doesn't think the recovery has been derailed, though. If the U.S. can keep growing 3% for a few more years, we'll be okay. We'll get a better idea of how the employment picture is progressing on Friday when the government reports its April jobs numbers. In New York, I'm Elisa Roth for Marketplace. Today, a House committee voted to change the structure of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. That's the new agency that is supposed to protect people from things like exploding mortgages and onerous credit card terms. Under the Dodd-Frank financial reform law, it was to be headed by one person, but Republicans want to want it to be run by a committee instead. Marketplace's John Dimsdale has more from Washington. When the Financial Protection Bureau was fiercely debated last summer, sponsors of the bill, like Massachusetts Democrat Barney Frank, rejected the idea of the traditional three- or five-member commission to decide regulations. We made a conscious decision to have a single director. Frank says because the Senate is asked to confirm politically balanced commissions, like the Federal Communications Commission or the Securities and Exchange Commission, the usual result of their votes is stalemate. 
the history of those commission agencies, given the politicization of the confirmation process is that much of the time they're at a commission. But advocates of a commission say decisions reached by building consensus among several appointees are more effective. Barbara Matthews is a former staffer for both Congress and Treasury, now with the consulting firm BCM International Regulatory Analytics. The more people you have in a room dealing with difficult issues, the more your opportunity for getting a good decision exists. And when there's just one director, it will change with each new president, creating more radical swings in regulations, says Columbia Law Professor Peter Strauss. The multi-member commission, because its membership changes only gradually, is much more likely to hold a steadier middle course.